Hey, my name is Nino, and I'm going to be your host for today. Welcome to My Immigrant Story, where we interview first-generation Canadian tech professionals and entrepreneurs and learn more about how they discovered Canada as a country and set themselves up for career success. Happy listening! Hey, everyone. Today, I'm speaking with Asel Biglinova. Asel is the co-founder and CEO of Paperstack, a fractional CFO for e-commerce sellers. Paperstack helps its users put their bookkeeping on autopilot and visualize their cash flows. Prior to starting her own company, Asel worked as a financial advisor in the Canadian banking industry. As we speak today, Asel is in Baltimore, Maryland, going through the Techstars Equitech Accelerator program and actively working on taking her startup to the next level. So excited to have you here, Asel. Thank you so much for joining. Hi, Nino. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. So I'd like to start with asking, which city and country are you originally from? I am originally from uh, Kazakhstan. It's Central Asia. Mm-hmm. Ex-USSR, as you know. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm originally from Kazakhstan, from the very small city called Raskazgan. It's uh, Central Asia. Uh, it's mm-hmm. Central Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. Uh, population of the city where I'm from is like less than 100,000 uh, 100, people. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's small. And uh, when did you move to Canada and which city and province did you settle down in? Sure. I, I came right to Toronto. Ontario and that was that was the first choice and I, I stayed there yeah that makes sense it's a vibrant city definitely and uh, because I was I was choosing accounting as my um yeah. as my program so like uh, I, I wanted to have like a career in banking and finance mm-hmm. so I thought it just makes sense to, to, to land in Toronto that makes sense of course and uh taking it back to the beginning how did you discover Canada for the first time like, were you looking for education opportunities or anything else? It's actually funny. Um, yes, so I, um, I discovered Canada for the first time in 2009 when <laughs> a group of friends of mine uh, went to Canada to, like, for ESL courses. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah, at that time I couldn't make it, unfortunately, due to, like, family circumstances. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time I heard. And then they came back from Canada with all this like positive experience and they were sharing mm-hmm. all the parks and how Canadians are nice. And so that was like the Love first that. impression. And then when I was, when I was in high school, I was graduating. Um, that was one of the options that we came up with, like Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we decided to give it a try. Yeah, I love hearing from fellow international students. It's so hard to decide on which country you should go to, which colleges, universities to apply to. It's always a hassle. It's definitely a hassle. And I know there's like always, if, if you look at the commercials, every college or university promises you a bright future. <laughs> Just pay them four times higher fee than domestic students. Yeah, because and, things, <laughs> and things will work out for you. So it was really hard to choose. Mm-hmm. Also given the fact that you pay a lot of money, like a lot yeah. of money, right? And you get a little bit scared. And uh, I'm not coming from a rich family. So the, the money that they put towards my education was a huge bulk of our budget. So yeah. uh, I had to think really hard. I, I really understand that. I was in a very similar situation when I was deciding. So it's definitely tough. And you mentioned the ESL courses were that your friends did kind of taught you a little bit about Canada. But what was the main reason that motivated you motivated you to move here? Like, did you find better educational institutions here? Cost? Just- I was coming from the different perspectives. So it was, is it safe? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was number one question that my parents were asking. 
about the education, how flexible it is. So I really like North American system where you could collect your schedule, mm-hmm. come up with like all the classes because back home we don't have that luxury, right? You know, yeah. back home we all study biology three times a week, even though you want to major in finance or accounting. So I really like that flexibility. It was curiosity. And then I went to college, right? Seneca College. And I thought, mm-hmm. okay, it's not, not a huge commitment I'm making. Like I'm not doing my like PhD, you know, yeah. I don't have to be here for like so many years. If I don't like it, I can change it. So that was the, the idea behind mm-hmm. uh, when, I was, when I was going after college. So yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And so you went, you came here as an international student. And could you provide a quick summary of the immigration pathway that you took after arriving here on a student visa? Yeah, my my immigration pathway was a little bit tough, unfortunately, although everything looked nice at the beginning. So I came as an international student for a student visa. Then I got postgraduate work permit, like Mm -hmm. I think many of the international students do for three years. And then I was supposed to get for my uh, PR. This is the this is the fun part begins right so oh, unfortunately wow. my PR was uh, canceled for the first time why? and then hence what uh, the breach work permit got refused because of that so it was a whole mess oh, but I'm happy wow. to say that everything sorted out now I'm a PR holder um, effective this summer actually oh wow I'm I mean I'm really happy it got resolved I keep hearing that there's a couple of cases where things just went wrong and nobody really understands why but i'm glad it all worked out for you yeah um i I was so relieved i was so happy i know every every immigrant can can understand this feeling when you actually get the card and you're like okay this is this is real i'm free free and yeah that was that that was a huge relief for me i'm assuming it was probably canadian experience class um express entry yes 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 it was canadian uh, experience class and uh, i had to do so many times like self-hip and IELTS oh my god like uh I even hired a tutor to help me out because I couldn't pass it properly like you know you have to like for self-hip you have to hit like nine at least and yeah so I would always like be short on one. Like, oh yeah I'll, I'll have like 12 12 8 oh, no. and then and know, that lowers your score obviously yeah mm-hmm. And it screws up everything. And then next time I will study hard for like writing. And then after that, my speaking will fail or so. So that was that was like a whole freaking journey for me. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I, I, every, everything is like now behind. Uh, but it, yeah. it was a lot of stress. I know. I, I definitely remember. I'm very happy that you're finally a PR holder. We're free. And uh, what was your first job once you, I guess, graduated? And how did you find it? Oh, that was that was a struggle because <laughs> back home I didn't have any work experience, which I really regret. I think I wish I could like go back and then start working since the age of 14, 15. Oh, and from back um, in Kazakhstan? Yeah, back in Kazakhstan, because I came here at the age of 18, right? With high school diploma and ESL courses. That's pretty much it I had, and I didn't have any experience, so I thought things will be shiny here, I'll I'll have an internship, and, you know, then I secure a job. But then when I started looking for part-time roles, I couldn't get it. So I will grab my resume, I'll print my resumes, and go on the young street, and just give out, you know, my resume in bars, restaurants, shops, flower shops. Anywhere. 
you wanted a job? Yeah, anywhere. Pizza places. Anybody who who can hire me for minimum wage. Um, I I it was it was tough for me. I couldn't get it because when I come to 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 a bar or restaurant and back home, I didn't go to, to bars. Right. I was yeah. Like, I was in high school, so it wasn't a culture there. And then it was all new for me. This whole like bar restaurant thing. And then um, and they will ask me if I. Um, if I have any experience in the bar, working Mark, in the certification as well. I'm assuming that's what I learned in Ontario. Yes, and I'll and I'll be honest. Everywhere I was like, no, I don't have any experience. I don't know how to do this, but I will learn it. And then I'll say, okay, you know what? See you later. So after I guess like a couple of days, tirelessly going uh, through downtown and Yonge Street, I figure out um, I've I've been doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to change my strategy. So I was like, okay, if, if Youngstreet is not working for me, I'll go to college and I'll get a, a job at college. So I was able to secure unpaid, but it was still success for me, like a volunteer role at the Seneca Student Center. Mm-hmm. So that gave me a little bit of confidence. And then I leveraged that experience into like next paid gig, essentially. And uh, you immediately started working in banking after you graduated from Seneca? Yes, yes, but it was planned before. So I I worked at the financial sector before. Um, mm-hmm. so I was like working part time. So I gained some sort of like an experience ish. Yeah. Um, learned the lingo, and this time I was a little bit smarter. I had my certification in place before I graduated. So like right. the mutual fund license and everything. And then when I was speaking in the bank, um, it was easy for me to get a job because a I had experience. B um at my work permit and see I had all the certification ready. That's actually uh, very relevant. So you kind of touched upon this a little bit, but what would you say was the biggest challenge you faced as a professional starting to build their career in Canada? And what was the action you took to overcome it? Was it the fact that you took that unpaid job first? Was the certification? I think the biggest challenge is that you always underestimate yourself as an immigrant. You would be like, okay, my English isn't that perfect. And, you know, I don't deserve that job. You know, I don't deserve this position. So I think that was like number one, like mentally, uh, I had to overcome that. And the way I overcome is just by speaking to other people who were say, successful or ahead of me. Uh, and, but we had shared the same stories. And then there were immigrants, mm-hmm. they English is third language, sometimes fourth or second. So that was number number two. And then what also helped me is like having some backups, not backups, but like certifications or education or industry knowledge. Because I, I knew I could speak about certain things confidently. So that boosts my confidence. Awesome. You know, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So if you could narrow it down, what would you say were the one or two most impactful decisions that you made that put you on the path of? professional success in Canada? Uh, one of the most impactful, uh, being flexible. It's okay. number one because usually you're like, okay, this is my goal. And I will not like, usually how I used to behave before I was like, I have to set up a goal and then no matter what I'm achieving it. Right. Yeah. But you have to always look back and reassess, right. If, if the strategy works for you, mm-hmm. you know, if you're trying to get, I don't know, a job as a, uh, I know like a UX designer, ju- junior UX designer, and you've tried many times, maybe you should be thinking about, I don't know, a graphic designer or anything 
complementary that will don't don't just achieve the goal just for the sake of achieving the goal. Think about other different steps of creative ways you can get there. So I think being flexible helped me a lot. Yes, and then the second thing that helped me a lot is actually talking to people outside of your uh, circle. So I would I just uh, I would I would hang out with people and international students, you know, or other students. Um, and then I lived in sort of like a bubble. Mm-hmm. But then when you speak to somebody, I don't know, who is no longer a student, for example, and that person gives you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Or to somebody, let's say, for example, I was in the, in the finance and accounting uh, industry, right? So mm-hmm. I, would speak, I would be interested in speaking to people in finance and accounting. But, uh, you know, if, if I, when, once I started expanding my network and talking to people from tech, mm-hmm. you know, the creative industry, that helped me so much. They discovered and opened a different world for me. So, mm-hmm. and it just, yeah, I think it's no brainer. So definitely be open-minded. Yeah. Like the networking portion, speaking with people, I I've made the same mistakes. Like I would speak only to the current international students. And then I didn't actually keep in mind what the people that have graduated already did. And that like, that got to me at some point. So it's a very good, that's really good advice. I, I want to be honest with you. Like, I'm not saying don't talk to other international uh, students. No, please yeah. do. It helps a lot honestly because it's sense of like you know you, you yeah. feel like you're you're not the only one you know who's yeah. going to struggle to share the same struggles even if the person is from different country but always be open-minded just like okay you know uh, maybe somebody else maybe you you want to include and invite other people from other circles to those the ones that you you know for example for international students so always be just be open i guess that's that's the whole thing yeah i agree so what is your biggest piece of advice for skilled professionals or even based on your background, um, potential international students that are looking to move to Canada now, like in 2022? Uh, ate a lot of food locally back home <laughs> while, while you can enjoy it. So that's number one. Number two is that don't think that once you come to Canada, things just like your, your life will like, I don't know, change everything. No, no, no. It will change unless you do it, right? So start preparing now, like while you're back home, while you you have this comfort conditions. So about maybe researching, uh, look at rental opportunities, look at, I don't know, buses, TTCs, how it works. I didn't know how TTC worked uh, when I I came to Canada. Look at different job opportunities, start networking with people from Canada now while you're sitting and saying, hey, I'm going to come to Canada. Anything you would teach me, anything I should be learning. So I think start earlier than later. So do research about your industry. You know, for example, I don't know, if you're a lawyer back home, you probably need some additional education here in Canada. So think about how you're going to bridge that gap or Mm -hmm. maybe there is another skill you could take it. I don't know, maybe you always wanted to be a designer. So this is a good opportunity for you to become a designer and start a new gig, essentially, a new career. Yeah. In Canada. So just don't, don't wait for like day number one arriving in Canada. So um, that's my advice. Essentially. Oh, and it's great. I love how you said, like, don't expect that just because you came to Canada, everything's going to change. Like, no, it's still a lot of work and you still have to be strategic about what you do and plan mm-hmm. and work for it. Are you working on any personal projects at the moment? I know I mentioned in the introduction that you're going through Techstars for Paperstack right now. So do you want to share a little bit more on what you're working on and how you got there? 
Sure, I am right now, uh, I'm a co-founder and CEO at Paperset. Uh, we are what we call like a fractional CFO for e-commerce uh, e sellers. So what we do is we aggregate all the data in one place um, and then we provide you with insights, what we call um, financial insights about how to grow your store. For example, you know, which products drive you the most amount of revenue? Um, mm -hmm like all these things that will help you actually analyze and mm -hmm. have everything in one place and make those decisions about the store quickly. So that's mm -hmm. what you do. You're absolutely right. We are currently at Techstars. It's an amazing program. I encourage mm -hmm. everyone who's hearing it, if you're thinking about applying now, it's the right time to apply. So mm -hmm. that's essentially what I'm thinking 24 seven. That's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this valuable information. I'm so happy I could get you on the podcast. I know you're so busy. Um, as we wrap up, could you tell us like one fun fact about yourself, like something you'd use during an icebreaker? I don't know, like I I speak three languages. What else? Um, that's pretty fun. That, that's if you don't have anything else, is also fine. My fun fact <laughs> is that I'm from two like I've lived in two Georgias, so. Oh, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. But all good. Speaking three languages and being from a small city in, in Kazakhstan is already pretty a fun fact because you ended up in Toronto. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I encourage everyone from the small city, don't be, don't be afraid to come to big cities and start a new journey. So thank you so much for having me here. It was a pleasure. And I hope that my message at least inspired one person to take a step ahead and I think you'll inspire a lot of people <laughs> thank you awesome well it was great speaking with you as well likewise thank you so much Nino for having me on your podcast thank you so much for tuning into my immigrant story we hope you're going to join us again soon